Hi, and welcome to The Fertility Warriors. Here at Fertility Warriors HQ, we believe in three things, grace, grit, and gratitude. We don't believe you have to be perfect to fall pregnant, but we do believe that you need to place yourself and your well-being at the top of your priority list. I'm your host, Robin Birkin. For some people, trying to conceive is a cakewalk. I was not one of those people. My journey was years in the making and included IUIs, IVF and a miscarriage, as well as many, many tears before we fell pregnant with our first child. Now I'm the author of the book, Screw Infertility, and the founder of a 12-week mind-body fertility program, the Fertility Warrior Intensive. I'm here to help you not only navigate these waters, but to help you feel like a badass in the process. My superpower? Helping Taipei women find calm, confidence and happiness in their journey. I'm a little woo-woo, a lot straight shooter, and I swear like a sailor. Sorry, mom. I've never turned down a bowl of mashed potato, and if you like salt and pepper, mm, I think we'll get along just fine. So hit that subscribe button and tune in for tips, advice, and real talk every week. I promise you, I'm not daggy. Okay, maybe a lot daggy, but subscribe anyway. Enough small talk, let's do this thing. Okay, so you know those podcast episodes that you listen to and you're like, oh my God, seriously, I need to listen to that again because there was so much in it and because it was so helpful and so many, I don't know what you call them, like value bombs, like so many things that you're like, yes, yes, yes to those things. Anyway, I think this podcast is going to be one of those. So buckle your seatbelts start like tuning into what I'm going to say because I turned 39 in January. I am super excited about this phase of my life and I thought I would put together an episode that is 39 lessons in 39 years and so many of these lessons are lessons that I learned on my fertility journey or since my fertility journey and let's dive in. Okay. So 39 lessons in 39 years. So number one, how you speak to yourself is one of the most important things you can control. So I talk about this all the time. I talk about it in my program. I seriously like include this in one of the three things that I think you should be doing every day is looking at how you speak to yourself. Because if you are not your biggest cheerleader, and I have a whole chapter on this in my book, Screw Infertility on Amazon, if you are not your biggest cheerleader, then you are going to have such a hard time navigating like hard seasons in your life. And no one is ever going to be as invested in things as you. No one is going to be as excited as you when you achieve things, when you have progress. So if you can sit and have this attitude whereby you give yourself grace all the time, like when things don't go your way, when you soothe yourself, when you calm yourself, when you tell yourself it's going to be okay, rather than being like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You're ruining everything. If you can be your biggest cheerleader and if you can speak to yourself in the same way that a best friend would speak to you, life is like infinitely better. Number two, stop looking at what you want to achieve or do in life 
and start thinking more about how you want to feel. So we can sit there and have this to-do list of, you know, obviously, I want to have a baby. I want to do this. I want to get this promotion at work. I want to do that. But actually how we feel might be really different to that. And so you might feel in your life that you want a more relaxed and a calmer life. You might feel that you would like more adventure in your life. But what you are doing, the way you are acting, the things you are seeking, what you are living is really different to that. So if you can get back to what you feel, then you can start taking the actions that support how you feel every day. Okay. I feel like I want more adventure. What kind of things would, you know, be more adventurous in my life? And also sometimes it helps you do a few other things like celebrate mini goals that are in alignment with what you want to feel. Sometimes it helps you get clearer on exactly what it is that you want out of life and whether you are on the right or the wrong direction. So that's number two, stop looking at what you want to achieve or do and start thinking about how you want to feel. Number three, most of the time in the present moment, things are fine, safe and boring. So if you think about where you are right now, maybe you're walking, maybe you are defaulting the laundry, maybe you are at work just sitting typing on a computer or maybe you are driving in your car. At this present moment, life is actually probably very safe and very boring. So we can get ourselves stuck in the past about like, I could have done this right, or did I mess up here? Or what have I done here? We get stuck in the past. We get stuck in the future. What am I going to do if I don't have a baby? What's going to happen in the baby? And we start triggering things like our fight or flight response. We don't feel safe. If we can get back to the present moment, though, in the present moment, actually, things are probably quite fine and mundane. And the more that we can call ourselves back to exactly what's happening in the present, like what do the taillights look like in front of you if you're in the car, right? What sounds can you, well, you probably can't because you're listening to this podcast. It's the sound you can hear is my voice. But like what kind of, can you see any wildlife? Can you see any trees? What about the different little grains of pebbles and things like that on the footpath? There's like tiny little things going on around you that if we get stuck in the past and stuck in the future, it's really hard to focus on exactly what's going on now. And one of the core, I guess, things that we seek in life is safety. So how can you feel more safe? Get into the present. That's kind of what mindfulness is. Mindfulness is a huge part of the intensive and just getting that perspective on the past and in the future. Anyway. So number four is you only live once. Life is too short to be putting things on pause all the time. Life is too short to be not doing like crazy things with your life. Um, I got a tattoo. If you've seen me on Instagram, I got a tattoo recently. There's a big story. That's going to be a whole nother podcast uh, in a few episodes. But life is too short to just not do things that your heart is calling you to do or to do things that make you feel good or to do things that you enjoy in life. So stop putting your life on pause. Life is literally too short and you only live once. Number five, this is one of the best lessons that no one else will tell you. What if there was no wrong decisions? 
What if you just trusted that every decision that you made was the right decision for the time? What if you just assumed that it's okay to change your mind? You can make this decision today and then change your mind and do something different tomorrow. It doesn't mean that the first decision was wrong. It just meant that it wasn't the right time. What if you lived life as though you were tuning into your intuition every time and that your intuition was always guiding you on the right path. That's a bit deep, but truly once I started saying to myself, "There's that, what if there's no wrong decisions? What if I can't make the wrong decision? Indecision is torture. I make quick and fast decisions. I leap ahead with things. Things go fast and it makes things so exciting and so much more fulfilling. And if you believe that you're not making the wrong decision, then it feels you feel so much confident about the decisions, much more confident about the decisions that you're making. Number six, stop caring so much about what your parents want and start thinking about what you want. So I'm completely guilty of this. I'm the eldest child. I'm the one that always thought that she had to be so successful and so straight-laced and this and that. And once I started caring less about what they think, especially about, you know, like I've obviously gone off and started my own business now and, you know, I get all of the yawn, you need to have your superannuation, which is like a 401k contributions and blah, 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 blah. like you just they can get into your head and so much, we've obviously so much of our conditioning, so much comes from what we were taught, what we saw, what we experienced when we were children. How can we let that go a little bit more and do what we are guided to do through our hearts rather than being so concerned with what our parents thought we should do? Bold, right? So number seven is very similar. It's that deep down inside, you know the answer. We can sit and search constantly for what we feel is the answer based on outside circumstances. Literally, we could search and search and search and never feel confident with the answers. But if you combine that with number five, that there's no wrong decisions, and number seven, that deep down, you know the answer. Deep down, your heart, your intuition, your insides know what the next right step is. Man, life gets so exciting, right? If you know the answer, if you can quieten everything else, quieten all the external forces, quieten all of the internet babble and all of the shoulds and everything like that, and just was like, so what actually do I feel called to do? What actually is just the next right step for me? Oh man, life is exciting. Number eight, money is a renewable resource. Time is not. I feel like we get so caught up in money and the cost of things and we stop ourselves from doing things that we really want or really need sometimes in the moment because of money. So we spend an extraordinary amount of time trying to search for like the free answer or trying to figure out something without going actually to the source. And money is a renewable resource. Like it's the one thing. There is one thing that you can guarantee in life is that you will have more money at some point. If you spend all your money, at some point, 
you will get another $10. You will have another $50. You might earn another million dollars or something in your lifetime. But if there's one thing I can guarantee or two things I can guarantee, number one is that money is a renewable resource, right? You can always go and get a second job. You can always change your job. You can always learn a new skill. You can always get a side hustle. But time is not. Time's the one thing you can't get back. You cannot get time back. Number nine is never discount the lessons in the journey. So sometimes I feel like we almost skip the lessons that are in the journey, in the hardship, in all of the shitty times, in the journey to get there, right? So whatever you're trying to achieve in life, it's the trying and the pushing and the surrendering and the learning and the failure and the falling down and the standing up. That's where the lessons are. But we get so fixated on getting to the destination that we lose sight of that. We don't celebrate that. We don't reflect on that. And we're so concerned with the destination that it's almost like sometimes we miss all of the juicy lessons and learning in the journey. Okay. And journeys are like, sometimes when we're on journeys, it doesn't matter what you're on. It's uncomfortable. You have to get so comfortable with failing and flopping on your face and standing back up again in so many areas of your life, especially when the stakes are high. You have to get really good at that. You need to be able to appreciate the lessons Uh, and how you're changing and evolving along the way. Number 10, I I literally have a slide on this in the Fertility Warrior Intensive. In my experience, the worst case scenario rarely ever happens, but neither does the best case. It's usually somewhere in the middle. So if you can get used to planning out the best stage but not being so fixed on it, But also knowing that, yep, there's a worst case scenario, but that's unlikely, not never, but unlikely to play out. And sometimes the best case scenario plays out too. But most of the time, it's just somewhere in the middle between the best case and the worst case. Number 11, and me and my husband are big on this, everyone deserves respect. I feel like we've learned a lot of lessons about this, particularly in 2020, but I hate people who look down on checkout people or shout at the person at the checkout or treat a bus driver or a janitor like they are less than. Everybody deserves respect and you never know what someone's journey is. You never know what someone's fought for. You never know what their past circumstances are. Everyone, I don't care about your race, your gender, your sexual orientation, your religion, but everybody deserves respect, in my opinion. Number 12, often what triggers you or what triggers someone else is more about you and less about them. So if you feel triggered by something that your partner says, this is a major lesson, guys. If you're, it's so Ross the other day said something like, I don't know, about the housework and it triggered me. And 
whenever you feel triggered, it's always a time to look inwards. Why was I triggered? Is that because somewhere I have the belief that I am not doing enough or that I am not enough? And when you can coast by comments and not feel triggered, that is where some of the magic in life lies. Because sometimes what triggers you wouldn't be like water off a duck's back to somebody else. So often what triggers you is more about you and less about them. And conversely, if you find someone else triggered by some, like someone else is triggered, it's actually often about them, more about them than it is about you. Number 13, I know that you know this, perfection is a unicorn. Stop trying to make things perfect. Stop trying to have the perfect diet. Stop trying to have the perfect, I don't know, weight or the perfect combination of things that you do, the perfect daily routine, because perfection is a unicorn. Even if you manage like a couple of days of perfection, there may come a time when it just won't play out. But the problem with that is, if we go back to number one, how you speak to yourself, if you are aiming to be perfect, you are going to have a track record of never achieving what it is that you want. If you can set your goals a little bit lower and be comfortable with not achieving those, then you get to celebrate and be happy about where you're at so much often. And the other thing that I think always goes hand in hand with that as well is balance. I hate the word, like I hate the perception of balance. And one thing that I have learned, especially since, you know, my journey has evolved into that next stage of parenting, is that there's no perfect work-life balance. There's no perfect, you know, this is how much time you should spend with this person, or this is how much time uh, you should work out versus like meditating versus working versus playing. There is actually no such thing, in my opinion, as balance and the perfect balance, right? Sometimes you will work more. Sometimes you will life more. Whatever the balances are, don't aim to get it perfect. Think of it like a pendulum that swings one way to the next way that sometimes there's a priority over here, sometimes there's a priority over there, and that's okay for things like priorities and things to change. So the next one is do the scary things. What are the things that deep down in your mind, you're like, that would be really cool to do, that you're just never doing? What are those things? Life is exhilarating and fun when you take bold action and do things that scare you. Commit to doing things that are scary and outside your comfort zone. I know that sometimes when you get out your comfort zone, there's discomfort there, but it is so rewarding to do things that scare you, to do things that are challenging, to do things that get you to look at life in a completely different way and help you tick things off your bucket list. If we come back to one of the past ones, you only live once. You only get to do this life once, so what are you going to make of it? The next thing is most things 
are change your mindable. We look at things as such permanent things in our life, like if I stop trying to conceive, then I can never start again. If I, even me, if I get a tattoo, that's on my body forever. Well, actually, it's not really. Like, if I don't like it, I can just get it lasered off. You know, like, (laughs) come on, guys. If I buy this house, then I'm stuck in it forever. Whatever it is. No, you're not. You can do just do things until you change your mind. It's okay to change your mind. If you go back to one of the others and you're and feel like you never make a wrong decision. You just make the decisions that are the right decision in the moment and that things can change and you can change you have the ability to change your mind, then do it. Right? When you think like so many little, like so much of life is not permanent, or maybe people are telling you that things are permanent, but actually they're not really because you can live your life and you don't have to do things in exactly the same way that anyone else does them, then life is more fun. The next thing is also that everything is figure outable. Okay if you commit to navigating solutions. So if you have a look a couple of episodes back, we did a podcast that was titled Everything is Figure Out. Um, No, not. (laughs) It was titled On Being Solutions Focused. It was a recording of a lesson that I did within our, just our Facebook group for the Fertility Warrior Intensive. And if you can be focused on solutions and being like, you know what? I'm going to just take this one step at a time. Like this might not be, I might not go directly from number one to number five. I might be like, okay, number one, two, three, four, five, and figure out the next steps. But usually everything is figure outable. The next one is you get to choose whether or not you take the shortcut. Sometimes taking the shortcut means like, so everything is figure outable, but you get to choose how you figure that out. So sometimes with things that might be sitting there and Googling things at 2am every single morning or looking at YouTube videos, sometimes that might be uh, joining a program or getting a coach. Sometimes that might be quitting your job and actively finding another one, right? You get to choose your own adventure, You get to choose if you're going to take the short way, right, or the hard way. And coming back to money is a renewable resource. Seriously, money is a renewable resource. Time is not. It's one of my favorite phrases because I always come back to, and I invest in like lots of courses and stuff like that. It's very interesting, but I recently invested in a bookkeeping course. Bookkeeping used to be one of these things that used to fill me with anxiety to the point where I would feel like I was about to have a panic attack if I ever needed to go in and look at the books or if someone needed me to look at this cloud accounting stuff. That's the level of anxiety that I used to feel around bookkeeping. I didn't understand how it worked. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to commit to figure, number one, figuring this out, doing the scary thing. And also, I feel like sometimes when you understand stuff, the monster has no teeth. So I enrolled in like a little mini bookkeeping course for QuickBooks to learn how to do it. Okay. I did not have the time to sit through 
the QuickBooks like little videos. It's like a cloud accounting software. I didn't have the time to sit and do that. I didn't want to go and sit on YouTube. I just wanted someone to be like, step one, do this. Step two, do this. And this is the information that is relevant for you and where you are in your business, your life, blah, 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 rather than sifting around to get vague information from XYZ. I was like, I actually need a solution to this. I don't have the time and I'm committed to learning how to do this. So I was just like, okay, what's the course? Yep, I'll buy it. And sometimes, you know, I don't think about I don't try to overthink things too much because sometimes you just need to make a decision and like a quick decision and go with it because otherwise, you know, you just waste too much time really, don't you? The next one is the five-minute rule. And if we go a little bit further, it's to ask yourself, what do I need right now as well? So how am I feeling? What do I need right now? And then five minutes. I used to talk about this when I was like a manager and I had these 20 marketing people under me, I used to say, just do the five minute rule. So dick around on the internet for five minutes or so, Have see if you can find the answer quite easily. But otherwise, don't sit and go down rabbit holes and sit and search and search and search and search because actually all you're doing is wasting time. If you can't do that, like if you spend five minutes, you spend half an hour looking for something and the answer is just not right in front of your face, it's time to ask someone. It's time to make a second appointment with your fertility specialist. It's time to go and find a course or a paid program that's going to help you. It's, you know, go and connect with someone. Doesn't I could apply this to a million different areas in your life. It Maybe it's time to get someone to help you with meal preparation. Maybe it's time like researching a car. Maybe it's time to just go into the dealership and ask the questions. Whatever it is, five minute rule. Don't sit and spend days and days and hours and hours just trying to go around in circles and look for information. Ask yourself, what do I need right now? Okay, I'm going to have a quick look and then I'm going to move forward and get a more direct solution. Number 20, this is one of my best tips in life get a cleaner. Seriously, everyone I talk to, doesn't matter if it's business owners or fertility warriors, I speak to so many people and I consult with them and they're like, I work full time and I'm really stressed and then I'm navigating fertility treatments or I'm navigating work and I'm navigating this and that and and I'm like, just get a cleaner. You can just do a cleaner on a trial, you know. You can just say, let's clean the house for a month and then see how it makes me feel to just have that part of my life taken care of. And I can guarantee you it feels freaking amazing to have a cleaner in your life. If we come back, money is a renewable resource, time is not, right? Think of how much you earn per hour. Many of the women who listen to this podcast have really great careers. You're really career-driven. You're really successful in your life. And it may be really affordable for you to hire someone to come weekly and help you in the house if you are working full-time or if you are just snowed under with other things. It can be a complete game changer and it just takes away some of that mental load from what you're working on. Seriously, complete game changer. Look into it. Tell your partner or whoever else you're living with, let's just try this for a month and try it on and see how it feels. I hope many of you message me on Instagram and be like, best decision ever. So number 21, you can control more things than you think. 
it can feel really unsafe when we feel like we're out of control. But sometimes that's because the things that you're trying to control are things you can't control. And then there are actually quite a lot of things that you can control. You can control how you react and respond to people. You can control how you treat people. You can control how long you will sit in the mud and suffer for before you know, accepting or getting help or, you know, going to the next step. You can control how long you you take to make a decision. You can control the decisions that you make. You can control how you desire to feel and what actions you take as a result of that. And you can control the actions that you take every day. The only person who is deciding every day, for example, whether or not you meditate is actually you. So often we're trying to control things that are actually out of our control. So often they're things that nobody anywhere can control, but somehow we get fixated on trying to control them. Sometimes you can't control stuff, but there's a lot plenty that you can control, your actions, your decisions, all of that kind of stuff which is a lot, you control that. Number 22, this can be a powerful one. And I think I talked about this on a podcast a couple of years ago. And it can feel when you're trying to do affirmations and they just feel too far-fetched for you, like I truly and deeply love and accept myself. And that can feel really hard to say, you know, to when you're not used to it, when you're used to hating on yourself and you're not happy with yourself and you're really low on self-confidence, to say that can feel really hard. But sometimes you can even say things like everyone suffers. Like it sounds horrible, but sometimes it makes you feel better. Sometimes when you are stuck in the mud and like, why me? Why am I suffering? Well, actually, everybody in life has suffering. It just might look different to your suffering. Okay, but that doesn't mean that their suffering is any more or less or that they're not going to experience other really horrible things in the future. And we don't want ourselves or anyone else to experience that, but it's just part and parcel of life that it happens, that everybody experiences suffering and that you are not alone in your suffering or you are not unique or singled out uh, into like horrible, horrible circumstances. There are, there is always someone in the world whose circumstances you would be like, like if they were like, do you want your circumstances or their circumstances? There is always someone somewhere in the world who you're like, nah, pass, I'll just keep with what I've got, thanks. Everyone suffers. The next thing is expect obstacles. Just ex- when, like sometimes, I'm, and this does not mean don't get hopeful because I'm pretty sure I've written this down as one. Oh, it's the next one. But if you are always expecting everything to go absolutely perfect, you'll never get, you'll always get disappointed. If you're like, you know what, shit's going to come try and fuck with me, like the universe is going to fuck with me at some point, then sometimes you can have the attitude of, ah, there it is. <laughs> I swear, especially lately, like whenever I try to launch something or, you know, like all the tech that you cannot imagine all of the tech that goes along with running a podcast and a website and stuff like that. 
that I'm always like, anytime I open the doors to the Fertility Warrior Intensive Program, I'm always like, expect something to go wrong. Like if if something doesn't go wrong on the tech end, did I even like go through and open of the doors <laughs> to the program? Expect that there's just going to be obstacles and that things aren't always going to go smoothly and that if they do, it's just part and parcel of the journey to get there, okay? You know, it's that whole monster doesn't have any teeth thing. If you're like, okay, the universe is going to throw some shit at me and see how I cope with it, then when the universe throws that shit at you, you can be like, oh, yeah, thought something was coming. There it is. The next one, number 24, we did. I did a whole podcast on this, is that being hopeful feels better than trying not to get your hopes up. Again, go back a few episodes and listen to that podcast. It was called Scared to Get My Hopes Up, that I would be hopeful any day or any time of the week because if the shit hits the fan, you are going to feel crap anyway. If you are down, you will still feel down. If you are up, yes, you will feel down. But for the time that you are up, you are up and loving life and enjoying it. I will feel hopeful and confident any day of the week, but I will also feel sort of detached from failure as well. Like I'm happy to fail. I expect the obstacles, all of these other lessons as well. Okay. Number 25, crying feels good. When I was on my fertility journey, I was classic career-driven women, working in a male-dominated industry, always had to be strong and confident and could never let my emotions show. And it's been a really slow process of dismantling that and actually getting back in touch with my feelings and stopping that numbing out. But sometimes when you cry, it's a beautiful release. You feel so great. And there's a physiological reason as to what happens and, you know, different hormones are released when you cry and different things happen. But it feels so good, doesn't it? Sometimes nothing beats a good cry, except for my next thing, which is that a hot or a cold shower or a walk outside fixes most things. When I am having the worst day ever, my go-to is usually a hot shower or a hot bath, mostly a hot shower. That water running over me, calming me down, activating my vagus nerve and my parasympathetic nervous system and just washing away the drama of the day feels incredible. Number 27, and I talk about this if you ever listen to my free online training, you have to be on my email list usually to be notified of it, but sometimes I run a free online training called Conquer Stress Hack Fertility, and this is one of the things that I talk about, and it's get your mind right first. And I'll give you a really good example. Think about when you are trying to achieve a new fitness goal. Let's say you're trying to learn to run five miles without stopping if, you, if it feels like a chore, it's so much harder to get reach that goal, isn't it? If it feels hard, if you feel like a failure, if you're full of negative words to yourself, if you're like, oh, this is this thing that I've got to do that I'm trying to do, versus if you're like, I'm pumped, oh my God, I just ran an extra 20 minutes today than I did, yes, 20 metres today than I did yesterday 
and you're just celebrating every step and you are just super proud of your progress or you like go for a run two days in a row and you're like, oh my God, this is exciting and I'm pumped. You know when you're pumped to do it? How, like it's the same thing that you're doing, but just one feels really good and is easier to achieve versus the other one that feels like an uphill battle and that you're likely going to fail. Get your mind right first and then the doing and the achieving and all of the rest feels a thousand times easier to, and better to do if you do that. Number 28, women do not exist on a 24-hour cycle. So women exist on a, like this monthly cycle. You know, we can think about men and their bodies and they're on this 24-hour cycle and so many things. Do you know that the majority of drugs for fertility clients were actually developed or tested on men? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Seriously. <laughs> but men's bodies work really different. They work, like if you think about sperm, like it just regenerates, you know, takes 24 hours and there's more here. Women operate on a monthly cycle. And honouring those seasons of feeling more insular when we're about to have our periods or feeling really energised just before we're about to ovulate and excited and hopeful and this and that, it's actually a reflection of our female cycles. How beautiful is that? And I, as I get older, one of the biggest lessons that I have learned is to just start tuning in and honoring that energy. So maybe it's, I don't have a period anymore. I still ovulate, um, but honoring that more and like when I'm feeling that slow down, being okay with going to bed early or not going out as much or not talking to people as much. And then when I'm feeling amped and motivated and things, honoring that and then sometimes pushing through a little bit more in those times. Number 29, which is hard for all of the type A's like me to do, is that sometimes the rest is the work. Sometimes the thing that you need to do in order to get success, even though it feels counterintuitive, and I'm not just talking about trying to conceive, sometimes it's take a step back and have a rest. Sometimes the rest is the work. And, and, you know, if we just coming back to that, if we think about our mindset and, you know, like what I do is like brain science is helping you optimize the way that your brain works or even just get control over your brain, understand how your brain and your fertility and that's all linked, understanding why your brain is always overthinking, understanding why you get stuck in the past and stuck in the future, all of those things right? And sometimes it feels really counterintuitive to be like, okay, honoring my mindset and just working on like me feeling better. That's, how's that going to affect my fertility? But the truth of the matter is that it does and they keep studying it. And it's just been de like it's been debunked and debunked that stress has no impact on fertility now in all of the studies. And so sometimes that feels really weird for people and it would have felt so weird for me as well to be like well sometimes you need to take a step back to take a step forward and that's exactly what needs to happen sometimes the next one is that sometimes it's not giving up it's actually just changing priorities 
So sometimes, you know, and a lot of people will talk about this with, you know, whether it's time to give up trying to have a baby, but actually maybe it's that, you know what, that option is done and fertility treatments actually don't look that attractive to me anymore and I would rather spend my money on other things. And that's not giving up. If you trust that, that you don't make any wrong decisions as we go back there and that all of the decisions are the right decisions at that particular moment in your life and that you needed to do that in order to get to where you are now and that it's okay, like most things are change your mindable, you can change your mind. You don't have to get stuck in the trying forever. This goes to a whole bunch of things in your life, right? It's just changing priorities. So I never call it giving up because I don't think it's giving up. I think it's just changing priorities and stepping off that roller coaster. So number 31 is that life has seasons. If you think of your your life like a movie, there's ups, there's downs, there's, if you think of life you know, there's summer, there's winter, you know, there's times when things go wrong. There's times when you feel too busy. There's times when it feels like nothing is going right. There's times when it feels like life is beautiful and full of adventure. There's times when your relationship is great. There's times when your relationship is hanging on by a thread, but that's life. Life is just about seasons and navigating those different seasons. It's not about nothing ever happening ever because how boring would life be if that was the case number 32 guilt is a motherfucker i hate guilt guilt racks so many of us guilt about what we just ate guilt about how much exercising we're doing guilt about a decision that we could have made what if you just let go of the guilt and gave yourself grace sometimes that can be a really hard thing to do but there's couple of types of guilt and most of it is toxic. The toxic guilt that you are putting on yourself is serving no one. It's definitely not serving you. Number 33, sometimes things take time. It's not about quitting. It's not about giving up or that it's not working. It's that you're just still on the path to getting there. So sometimes you haven't failed. Sometimes you're taking steps to get forward. Sometimes you're learning things, discovering things, changing things and that is sometimes the progress right so it's, you don't need to always give up and throw the baby out with the bathwater because sometimes there's progress there in the journey that you're not recognizing or honoring 34 sometimes friendships hibernate so not all friendships are forever that's true but some friendships are forever it's just that they go through a few years of hibernating and some people, you know, you might be great friends up until you're 30, and then that friendship might even hibernate until you're 60. But don't always mourn the loss of friendships that might just be in hibernation. Number 35, your mood is a mirror. And we almost have a whole module on this in the intensive, but your mood, what you give out, you get back. That's pretty much as simple as it is there. So what are you giving out? And what do you, what are you wanting to receive back? Because if what you're putting out and what you want to receive back are different, then you need to check what you're putting out. Number 36, just always make your bed. I like seriously, make your bed every morning before you go to work. It makes you feel like you've accomplished something. You don't walk into your bedroom and be like, ah, yeah, cool. When you go to bed, you feel like you're getting into a nicer bed. So please, 
39-year-old me is telling likely you who is in your younger 30s, um, maybe you're about the same age as me or early 40s, but 39-year-old me is telling you, please make your bed every day, <laughs> like a mom. 37, you don't need to believe everything your brain tells you. I kind of feel like this should be my tagline. Not everything your brain tells you is true. Your brain is always trying to work in your best interest, but sometimes it's just letting you know what could go wrong to prepare you rather than telling you that this is what's about to happen in your life. Number 38, meaningful human connection is a life force. This is a lesson that I've only learned in the last maybe two years, and that is that you cannot live in a silo. You need community and not superficial community. You need real, in-depth, amazing friendships and community. And if you don't have that right now, you need to go out like you're in kindergarten, find out where people are hanging out and go in there and not make superficial relationships, make real relationships. Ask people, you know, ask friends out on a date, be like, would you like to come, you know, go out for dinner sometime? Go out there, be out there and make those friendships. It's you know, just like starting kindergarten again or just like dating again. But you really need those strong friendships and people who you can openly and honestly download to, people who you can go out to dinner and just laugh your head off. They don't need to be people who are in the same town as you. We live in such a global community now and some of my best friends live in United States and Canada all around So you don't necessarily need people to be right there, but you need people who you can message or WhatsApp or Zoom call on a regular basis who understand where you're at and who just get it, you know. This is my last one. Your future could look nothing like you had ever planned and be a thousand times better than you could ever have imagined. If you had asked me when I turned 30, what my life would look like. So when I turned 30, we had literally just got back from Christmas in Paris and New Year's Eve in New York. Never would have told you that this is what I'd be doing with my life or where my life would be. Like I could never imagine it. But I love my life. I love the lessons that I've learned, all 39 of them. I love the journey that I've been on. And, you know, I almost think to myself that, I would have been less of a person had I just stood still and not had any challenges in my life. So that's me. One more year until the big four zero. We are planning a year of massive adventure and I cannot wait to share more details with you, but I am taking on board all of those 39 lessons that I have just spoken about today. I'm doing the scary things. I'm letting go of expectations from my parents. I am honoring the journey. I am looking at how I want to feel and what I want to achieve in my short life. And can I tell you, I'm grasping it all with both hands. So jump out. If you've got a lesson, that you're like, this is one of the biggest lessons I've learned, then come and find me on Instagram at Robin Birkin. We've just hit 10,000. So we're going to do a big competition very soon. And I'm thrilled. I'm so excited. I'm seriously so excited uh, about what is in store for this year. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll catch you next time. Oh, Nelly, don't go anywhere just yet. 
I need to tell you about a few more things before you go. The first one is that if you haven't signed up to my Ultimate Fertility Library, then you're missing out. I have a library of resources just for you and you can get access at robinburkin.com library. There are cheat sheets, ebooks, meditations, affirmations and so much more and it's all free. Head to robinburkin.com library to get access today. And lastly, warrior, I'm not a doctor or a dietitian or a financial advisor. I'm me. And this information is for information and inspirational purposes only, based on my own experiences. So please don't substitute the information in this podcast for professional healthcare, financial or other advice. Always consult your own professionals first. And know that in the world of trying to conceive, there are no guaranteed pregnancy or other outcomes. If you'd like to know more about my terms and conditions, head to my website at robinberkin.com. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you next week.